Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I am your host, Silwan. Two days after election day. A lot of lying going on, friends. Radicals in our society are willing to do anything for the ends they desire. The ends justify the means. And when historically we are a culture built upon faith, morality, liberty, when we don't call them out on it, When we don't face up to it, it puts us at a disadvantage because they will lie and they will cheat and they will steal. They will look you in the face while they're stabbing you in the back. Watching what's going on with crazy ballots and midnight shenanigans, heck, three in the morning shenanigans with the vote, made me think of a conversation I had 20 years ago now in Pendleton Maximum Security Prison. I was talking to a lifer. He'd been in there in Pendleton since the early 70s. Talking to him was like talking to some character out of a movie. Guy was old school, was in for robbery, some other things. And he was talking about the honor among thieves, the honor that in his time in prison had allowed him to survive. And he was lamenting the young generation coming in. Imagine that, even in a prison, lamenting the young generation. For him specifically, as he called them, it was the crack babies. It was the kids from the hood that they had never seen so many before. Growing up with no father, basically no parenting, completely um, overwhelmed by drug culture. Their examples, other kids where murder and drugs was normal, and you didn't think you were going to live very long. And he described these kids at the time, and this is before zombie movies, as almost being like zombies. They had no morals, they had no values, they had no honor. They didn't care if they died young. They had nothing to live for except their own desires. He said it was amazing what some of those kids would do that would get them killed over nothing, or what they would kill somebody over over nothing. That even in a maximum security prison filled with criminals, up until that point, there was still kind of a code. There were still kind of lines you didn't cross. There was still sort of a way that that society and those four walls survived and existed. And with this new generation, as he said, those lines were erased. Now, at the time, I can remember being scared by it because... I didn't just see that in that prison with the gangs. I saw it in our schools, in the middle class, encouraged by the elite class, the same elite class that would steal elections and bring 100,000 ballots all for one candidate that they put together and have no problem doing it. Because at the time, it, it dawned on me all those years ago, and it's worse now, that we were literally raising generations of children with no morals. You know, their morals were taught by other people. It wasn't learned from their parents. It wasn't learned in church. It wasn't learned from traditional 
American culture. It was being learned and influenced by elites. It was the participation culture. This is the result of that. See, to say everybody deserves a trophy and is equal is kind of a lie. You're not equal. Not everybody deserves a trophy. You don't work hard. You don't deserve a trophy. Somebody else works hard. Somebody else has more natural talents. It might not be fair, but they came in first. And it's kind of a lie. No, it's a subtle lie. We feel good when we make kids feel good. But it's a lie. And you see in all other areas, kids being passed in school who didn't deserve to pass. People being told that, you know, everybody is the same smarts. Everybody has the same intelligence. Well, no, they don't. No, no more than everybody has the same ability to play basketball or to play football. No more than everybody can run the same speed. They can't. But what we allowed historically in our society was that regardless of your strengths, regardless of your weaknesses, you had the ability to pursue whatever your dreams were as far as you could. And the outcomes would not be equal. But you would have the freedom to pursue whatever those were. And now we want the outcomes to be equal, which is a lie. The outcomes can't be equal. And as soon as you start pursuing lies... And the, soon, the sooner that you are radicalized, all of a sudden, anything is possible. A lie is the truth if it leads to what you think the truth is. Now, here's the question to you. When lies are being put in our face, it's almost like we're being taunted. We're being taunted right now. America is being taunted by those that would destroy America. You're going to shrink away? Are we going to call it out? I'm going to give you an example. It's crystal clear. You can look this up. I'm looking right at the data right here. Do you know, in Wisconsin, seven people, all of whom would be older than the oldest person in the United States, <laughs> voted. The oldest person alive today was born in 1903. Multiple of these people voted. One of them was born in 1850. I am looking directly at the voter roll. Okay, here they are. June A. Aiken, 5835 Stony Lake Road, born in 1900. So old June is what, 120? James Bradley, 19227 Keystone Street, Apartment 20, born 1900. William Bradley, 4404 Chrysler Drive, Detroit, born 1902. Robert Brock, 15734, Joslin Street, Detroit, 1900. Oh, it gets better. Just hold on. Donna L. Bridges, 7042 West Decker Road, Ludding, born 1901. And this is my favorite. Jason Lemoyne Daniel, 3602 Race Street, Flint, Michigan, 1850. He is a chipper. 170. Man, I'd love to meet that guy. Shake his hand. He can vote for whoever he wants if he's 170 years old. And then finally, Alice G. Saka, 9381 Great Tracks Road. Born 1900. They all voted in Wisconsin. We going to do anything about it? Because they'll lie. They'll say, oh, that's not true. Oh, that didn't happen. Oh, it was a typo. They'll just lie to your face. What are we going to do about it? Because I'll tell you what, man, if we don't fight, if we don't call it out, they'll do it more and more and more and more and more and more.
And then you'll get elections like Cuba, where like 100% of the people vote for Castro. And when people went to the polls, 30% of them might have voted for Castro. But when the government says it was 100 and people are used to believing lies, that's what it is. And at the end of the day, if these liars are allowed to win, they'll write the history. And all it will say is, that was the truth. And in Wisconsin, in the middle of the night, many votes were found for the Biden-Harris ticket. And miraculously, they overcame the tyrant Donald Trump. And our nation was secured. And no one will mention the seven who were born in 1900 or 1850. And all the other countless ways. And you see, people, they, what I noticed, I noticed this this morning in the media. Even people that know there's lying try to avoid what's going on. So, for instance, I heard this guy, and he was a Republican voting expert. And he was basically talking about how hard it is to fake ballots. But he kept talking about it like what you're looking at is in a ballot was, you know, was it really marked Democrat? Was it really marked Republican? And that's not the point, okay? The, the point is not that the cheating is somebody that marked Republican ends up being a Democrat. The whole point is they've got these voter rolls. you got all these states where there's no voter ID. you got people that are dead. The voter rolls don't get taken off. So you do absentee. Every one of those seven people that I named voted absentee. So all that comes in, you got an absentee ballot. It votes Democrat, and it counts. End of story. And there's nothing in place to go, well, where's the ID of this person? There's nothing in place to go, well, is someone going to go to the home of Jason LeMoyne Daniel and see if they're 170-year-old? No. And then when you hear these, you know, elitist Republicans talking about it, they're, they're acting like, well, you know, the ballot came in and it was marked correctly. That's not the point. It came from someone who's 170. And the way the laws are set up, they can do it. So when you, when you see that, like, there's more votes than registered voters, it's because you get these absentee ballots. Who's checking that? They just send them in. That's why 100,000 came in at once in some places. 5,000 came in at once blatant fraud, but no one wants to call it that. So they just look at it like, well, they're, they're, they were all marked right, so they must be okay. No fraud. Uh, okay, let's think a little deeper. Let's be a little bit more logical. And that's what happens when you live in a country of lies. When you live by lies, logic goes out the window. You don't dig deeper. When you get close to the truth, you get afraid and you stop asking questions. And of course, one reason you look at the polls, how wrong they were, why do our elites, why do the people that think they're smarter than us, why do they not want to get to the truth? Because it indicts all of them. Those polls weren't wrong. They were right because they were purposely done to make people think that the election wasn't close. They didn't make mistakes. They didn't have polling errors. They purposely did it. It is the only explanation that makes sense. And then, of course, it fits in now where there's a line blatantly in our face. And they continue the lie because to face the truth would be to face the truth of all of it. So as these days continue, fight, stand up, call a lie a lie. Follow the truth where it leads you. If you think you're crazy, about where you think our country is gone, what participation culture, a lack of faith, a lack of morality has brought us, you are not alone. And all you need to know you're right is just to see what's happening right in front of you. The cold, hard truth of seven people 
over 120 years old, all happening to be alive in Wisconsin, including one 170. And here's the deal. What if those are mistakes? Who's checking it? You know, what if the person they say born in 1850 wasn't, although I'm pretty sure they were? Who's checking that? Nobody. Nobody. Stand for truth, my friends. Fight the good fight. You are right. You are American. You are what this country is about. Never forget it. I'm your host, Silouan. Until next time, aim high. Spread your wings on truth. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. Do not let the liars distract you. Don't let them make you think you're crazy. Call them out. Hold them to account. Be willing to go to the mat. It is that important. So until tomorrow, may your evening be peaceful and your dinner bountiful. I'm Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.